welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. Each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Also, we're both we're real life keepers <laughs> and I always forget to say that. And I'm so sorry, but it's on there and now you know. Now you know. It's my so super short show. We can't say that. Copyright it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael's long program. <laughs> We're in real hot water now, Flora, you ass. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, with that, we're going to talk about a bird. What up, dudes? Hey, first off, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons that signed up for our Grime Gang Patreon level. Thank yeah, you, thank homies. You. There's a lot of you, and one of the things that we promised... <laughs> you sound like you're on a new show for kids in the 90s. <laughs> What up? What was that? My what was that show children? on Nickelodeon with Linda Ellerby? Who that? Are you kidding? I don't know her face. It was on Nickelodeon. Well, there it was, was a in lot. the 90s, and it was like kids news with Linda Ellerby. Who that? You know what I'm talking about? Fuck. Linda okay, stand by. Ellerby. It was on Nickelodeon. There were so many Nick things on news. The- <laughs> well, that's all Nick you had news. to say. Okay, well, I didn't know. It was news on Nickelodeon is what I said, so okay. I'm an actual okay. dum-dum. Okay. Anyways, I don't know how we got Is on that, that relevant? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. So, thank you to everyone that signed up. One of the perks of signing up is we give you a shout-out on the show. So, there's it. a lot of you, so I don't want to give you all a shout-out in the first, like, show, because then I'm just going to be reading a list of names. So, I thought we would just, like, slam dunk roast you. So, like, yes. every episode, we're just going to, like, roast three of you. Nice. Okay, so first off, we have Evan D. Evan D. Sounds like he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Roasted. Fucking roasted. (laughs) Moving on. Sam A. Sam A. Baby. Sam A. (laughs) When I'm out in the club. Hey, baby. (laughs) They sound great. I don't have nothing naughty to say about them. No, they sound really nice. Amy J. Amy J. Honestly, we stan. Oh, we stan this queen forever So and I ever. guess we're just going to fucking shit on Evan D. <laughs> Everyone else is great. Well, it just sucks because he was the first one out of the gate. You know we had to get, like, the vitriol out. You know, you and know, it just, you know, unfortunately, you know. it landed on him. So sorry, Evan, but you deserve it. Like, yeah. Anywho. Uh, Flora, how's your week going? Great. Moving on. Um, Good. Wow. I. Okay. What? You said great, moving on. Yeah, from, like, that first part. And now it's, like, you asking me how I was. Oh, okay. I thought that was it. Yeah, no. I was slow on the uptake. Okay. Um, I'm in that time of, like, zookeeping where it's, like, getting colder and my hands hurt all the time because it's, like, cold outside. Yes. And also I have a bunch of just, like, micro cuts on my fingers. So I just feel like I'm in agony all the time. And I just have all these wounds and I don't know where they came from. Yes. That's always. So that's my week. Picture Flora. She is nude. <laughs> she is covered in wounds. Oh. She has cracky knees. That is her. That is scene. me. That's her. Oh, wait. She's eating a hot dog. <laughs> that is her. Yeah, I am. Actually, I'm at a hot dog. I ate my last hot dog like two hours ago. Hey. Oh, I hear a cat. I hear a cat moaning. She's not moaning. She's screaming. Oh. Well, my bad. They're both in the hallway staring at each other like an inch apart. Hey. <laughs> 
Hi. Love that cat relationship. Okay, it's ended. I'm so sorry. It has ended. Um, how's your week? Tiny cuts. Anything else? <laughs> no. Hot dogs okay. and tiny cuts. Okay, Next. that's it. How the was autobiography. yours? How's you? <laughs> oh, fuck. the Flora story. Okay. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm stressed all the time. Oh God. So nothing new. <laughs> no, I made a really good chili the other day, and that was oh. pretty much it. And some biscuits. You know those biscuits that like Red Lobster has, the like Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yeah, I don't like those. Really? Well, yeah. you wouldn't like these then. <laughs> I got like a big like my mom. <laughs> She always buys me things from Costco, sends them to me. Mm-hmm. And she sent me like a big Costco box of those biscuits. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds good, even though I don't think I've ever been to Red Lobster. Uh-oh, and I, you're missing I out. ate a biscuit and I was like, I don't like this. Did and you now make I have them a big badly? Costco box. Did you make them badly? I don't think so. Okay. Well, my biscuits were good, so moving on. This week we're talking about a bird. <laughs> Great. That's it. We're talking about a big bird and the big bird we're we're i'm not gonna confirm or deny that it's big bird okay we're in class aves or aves (laughs) nobody says that (laughs) what do you say aves i thought you said something stupid weird aves aves that's what it was (laughs) aves sounds like a babe hey babe aves just reminds me of like avis like i feel like we're gonna go rent a car we might. I feel like we've done that joke before. Okay. All right, we're in class aves. We're in order Strathiona Sure, family. We're talking about the cassowary. <gasps> Whoa! Who needs me to blunder through Latin when we can talk about this big weird bird? Yeah, but its its order is like basically just the word cassowary. It is not. Its order is Strathiona why does it say Casuaformes on the Wikipedia? Because it lied. Why are these different? I can't handle this. Anyways, another conspiracy. I'm just going to continue talking about this bird because no one cares what orders it's in. Yeah, I'm okay. assuming we're in some sort of like super order, like the super order and then like the family. I don't know. God, I do not understand. Anyways, anyways. We're talking about the cassowary. I apologize if anything I've said has been false. Going forward, this is a big, flightless, feathered bird. It looks like a dinosaur. It's as colorful as can be. That's Woo! It. It's a, that's it. It's a large, flightless bird. It's closely related to the emu. It's found in and around Australia. And we've got three different species. In and we've around. Got... In and around. Yeah, it's on, like, the islands and stuff, too. Is it found in the um, ocean? No. Okay. It's found around in the islands. <laughs> so we've got the southern or the double waddled cassowary. We've yeah. We've got the northern or the single waddled cassowary. Cool. And we've also got the dwarf cassowary. Sorry, what Every did you sing- say? The dwarf cassowary? The dwarf? The dwarf cassowary. The dwarf. Call okay. someone a dwarf cassowary. <laughs> yeah, it's not very nice. Um, but all of them look insane they all have like the big that big intense nodule on their forehead which we'll get into uh the dwarf one has the smallest of that but it's still there they all look insane they look like dinosaurs um so while the emu which is another big flightless australian bird is taller 
The cassowary is the heaviest bird in Australia, and it's the second heaviest in the world after the ostrich. Yeah. It's a big, heavy bird. You can't push this bird over. <laughs> you can try. Cow tip. You will not succeed. No cow tip in here. Did you know, does anyone realize that that's a real thing? I didn't know about that until I was, like, in high school, and someone's like, you want to go cow tipping with us? And I was like, excuse me? Oh, it's what? absolutely a real thing. I know. People are the worst, aren't they? It's very strange. Anyways. So the cassowary is covered in two quilled black feathers. They're mm-hmm. all very, very dense. And just like with, like, emus and ostriches, if you look at them, like, they look, like, very, like, feathery and, like, light. So sometimes they have the appearance of hair. But it's not hair. Right. It's a bird. They've got feathers. Um, so because they're not a flightless bird, the feathers are there for protection since the cassowaries are found in more of a rainforest habitat. And this helps keep them dry. It also helps keep them safe from any... Like, things that are going to poke them in the rainforest. But, the most importantly, it makes them look stylish. And they also look really, really, really good. It's like a leather jacket for a bird. They do have uh, these longer bear quills that hang from their little bitty wings. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So, the adults are the ones that have that, like, jet black, really cool leather jacket look. Um and then all over their skin, where they, like, don't have their feathers on their, like, face and neck, yes. that's where you get into, like, the blues and the reds and the purples and all that cool stuff. And they look really dope. Um, but the juveniles tend to look a little bit different. They're and, cute! Yeah, they are cute. And generally, the coloring on their face and neck will vary according to the species and the location in which they live. The females are generally larger than the males, and they're even more brightly colored, which is surprising. That doesn't always happen. Usually it's the males who are, like, the ones going out there. Yeah, trying to do all that jazz. But the girls are the stunners here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the past with birds, I think with the hornbill, we talked about a cask. Yes. Or um, it's basically that, like, sort of hollow thing on their forehead. Yeah, so cassowaries have that, which is that thing I mentioned earlier. Um, sometimes it's called a helmet, which is hilarious because it does kind of look like a little, like a little like construction hat. Um, <laughs> and that will start to develop on top of their head between one to two years of age. It's again that cask is made of sort of a spongy material that's covered with keratin, which is the same stuff our like fingernails are made out of. And it's pretty sturdy, like it's pretty hardy. And I love it. I think it looks like yeah. a little pope hat. It does look like a little pope hat. <laughs> <laughs> like, some of them Ooh. are different shapes, but the one I'm looking at right now is very pope. Our sweet, sweet holy bird. <laughs> um, the site that I'm looking at, though, did say that while it is sturdy, the cast can be squeezed in the middle. No! And I was like, I Who don't dares? Think, I don't think anyone has done that because they'd be dead. <laughs> Who <laughs> dares squeeze? the last thing they ever did. It would not squeeze hat. the cask. <laughs> it is the hat of the pope. Um, but anyways, no one really knows why they have it. A lot of other birds, like hornbills, use it as, like, an amplifier for their sound. Right. Um, and that's usually a pretty common thing. But uh, a lot of researchers thought maybe it was due to, like, their age or as a sign of, like, dominance if they had a bigger cast. But that doesn't really seem to be the case either. Um, kind of their best hypothesis is that it's kind of used, like, as a helmet. So that when they're, like, bashing Ooh. through the rainforest, they're not, like, oh, yeah. knocking their melon. Yeah. Just like a little bike helmet when you're out there biking around. Um, so a little shark fin. Hey, can you hear my cat just, like, crunching in the background, or is that not audible? Oh, I cannot. No. Oh, good. Because he's <laughs> I crunching. would like to. <laughs> 
Um, so that's kind of the main purpose of it. It does still function to a certain extent to help them, like, make those sounds. Okay. But it's not, like, the main function of the cask. Um, generally, the southern and the dwarf cassowary produce very low-frequency sounds, which are called booms, which are uh, very startling, to say the least, <laughs> if you are standing there and all of a sudden it booms at you. Booms, yep. And this is to help them communicate through the dense shrubbery and, like, brush of the rainforest. <gasps> so they can kind of, like, project it through, and it cuts through everything else. Um, I am shook. Yeah, dude. To my whole right? core. I just clicked a website, and uh-huh. it said the southern cassowary is cassowarius, cassowarius, John Sony. <gasps> Without the T. It counts. He's part of the family. He's part of the clique. <laughs> He's in Welcome. the Chef Arbori. Chef Arbori. What is it? Is chef- it- what am I saying? It's the Chef Arbori or B. <laughs> Welcome, little cassowary. What am I saying? Ew, what is wrong with us? I tried to do it twice. <laughs> you went in. You really went chef- in hard. What is it? It's Chef Boyardee, you he doesn't have a literal idiot. <laughs> chef Arbori. Chef Arbori. Man, that's a mouthful, just like the ravioli. <laughs> wow. Um, so they do communicate in a couple different ways, too. They can hiss and whistle. Yes. Uh, they can also clap their bills and rumble when they're making a threat. So, so many uh, birds can hiss, and it's just, like, really intimidating. Incredible. <laughs> it's really scary. Yeah. Uh, it's said that their rumble is so low and powerful that keepers that work with cassowaries often report they can feel it in their bones. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Ooh, feel that in my bones. I feel it in my bones. I remember you and I went to a concert not too long ago, and the bass in that concert, I felt it in my, like, <laughs> in my cervix, in my pelvis. <laughs> I felt it in my ovaries. I felt my felt ovaries it actually move. in my ovaries. Uh, so, anywho, uh, we're so back. Cassowaries, just like that. <laughs> just like it. Just like it. I felt it in my cervix. Um, <laughs> Cassowaries. We're back to birds that have waddles. And Tell me it's a caruncle. I, I think that anything that is just, like, hanging off of them is, like, considered a caruncle. If it's dangly meat bit, if yes. it's that waterfall of meat. Yes. Yes, that's kind of what it looks like, except it's, like, really vibrant. It's, like, it's like a, a windbreaker from the fucking, 90s. <laughs> yes. That meat swish, swish, beaded swish. curtain. Yes. The aesthetic. But it's also not hanging over their nose like the turkey is, which is alarming. No, this is more, yeah, like more pope like. (laughs) It's more, it's more trendy and it's more reserved for sure. It's like having like a long necklace. Oh yeah, it's a meat, a nice little scarf, like a meat scarf. So two of the three cassowary speaker speakers species have wattles, and um, they are the southern and the northern cassowaries the okay. uh and so i don't know if you remember at the beginning but the southern are also referred to as the double waddled cassowary so they have right. two okay northern is the single waddled so they have one and then the, the dwarf waddles, has he not got no waddle he got, he got no waddle what a he fucking missing ri- i would out. be so mad would you if i didn't get one or like, two? where's my meat curtain i got zero these guys got one and two right look and I guess um, this hand dealt to me? No thanks. <laughs> the wattles themselves are also brightly colored, just like the rest of their exposed skin. So they can be uh, blue, red, gold, purple, white, 
anywhere in between, and that again depends on the species or the subspecies. It just so looks the idea like exactly yes. like at the meat market when they just like hang up the sausages. Yeah, those like purple and pink sausages. <laughs> yes, it looks just like that. Okay, um, so the hypothesis is that the purpose for these is to indicate the bird's mood and help relay this visually to other cassowaries. So they're able to, like, look at their, like, meat scarf and be like, ooh, she seems a little testy today, let's give her some space. Or, like, ooh, he seems elated, let's go fucking party and rage. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. These animals are crepuscular, so, again, our favorite word. Do you want to remind everyone what that means? Active at dawn and dusk. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, They're generally pretty hard to observe in the wild because of this reason. Um, And they're also very um, skittish, so they can be quick to retreat into, like, the the shrubs and, like, brush and stuff of their rainforest habitat. So not a lot is known about their natural behaviors, and a lot of what we've learned is through cassowaries that live in zoos. Nice. Um... But when they search for food, again, they usually do it at dawn and dusk. And then during, like, the middle of the day, they usually just are resting. So they're just kind of hanging out in the sun, taking it easy breezy. So this is unrelated. Sure. I'm just, like, in a spooky mood. Okay. Because it's, like, spook time. Oh, yeah. You don't have to explain yourself. I get it. (laughs) And his just whole, like, color scheme is very much Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Can you relate to that information? No, I'm not a purveyor of that movie. <laughs> so there's like a creepy clown man. Okay. And he's just got like white face paint and like blue eyebrows uh-huh. and like very rosy cheeks. Okay. And I'm just like looking at this cassowary and like having nightmares about it. <laughs> well, I Cause... can't confirm or deny that it's not the captain you're referring to from that movie okay because it's a spooky movie it is a spooky movie and it's kind of a spooky bird and it's actually the most dangerous bird in the world i believe yeah so the reason for that is they have uh, their two feet have three toes and each of their toes on their feet has a really big like raptor claw so you remember that scene in jurassic park where sam o'neill is talking to that like strange little child and he's going on and on about how the Velociraptor will, like, tear him to shreds. Yes. With that, like, big claw. That's basically what they have on each he of their toes. He was just describing a cassowary. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. any fucking terrifying ratite. Yes. I'm sorry. It's not on each of their toes. I meant to say it's on their inner toe. But it's on each of their feet. Yes. My apologies. Uh, so, yeah. They've got that big fucking claw. They've just got it, and they've got it on each foot. Um, so, this can be upwards of four inches or ten centimeters long, which is a big-ass claw. And because of this, the cassowary is extremely adept at slicing and dicing anything with, like, one kick. Okay, so this is very much House of a Thousand Corpses. Because <laughs> I said, I cannot confirm or deny. Because they're also adept at cutting and slicing. Yeah, and they're also good at kicking. <laughs> Does anyone wow. kick in that movie? I, yes. Don't tell me, spoilers. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, don't tell me. Spoilers. <laughs> so anyways, they've got a really powerful kick coming from very powerful legs. And these legs can carry them up to 31 miles per hour, which is roughly 50 kilometers per hour um, through the rainforest. <sighs> so imagine this thing running at you at 50 kilometers per hour just out of the fucking jungle. No. 
No. And it's it's your size or bigger. <laughs> See, and then like Jurassic Park, they like refused to update the dinosaur to like what we believe dinosaurs look like today, but like it would still be it. scary. It would still be scary. They're like, well, this is like the movie, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but just like put in a cassowary instead. Yeah, because I'm still that's gonna cry. It's, like, it's still fucking terrifying. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna add to that terror and telling you that the cassowary can also jump roughly seven feet off the ground straight up into the air, which is also two meters up. They can swim extremely well. What? And yeah, and they're very good at fending off anything and escaping danger. So it was so just they're like, invincible. Yeah, it's like a party boy that can just like do whatever he wants and also just cut you up and leave you to die in the jungle. I mean, yeah. I yeah. also though, That's... um on a slightly like nicer, cuter note, the big long vicious claw on their toe. Yeah. Um also is super handy when they're digging around in leaf litter for any fallen fruit. Oh, nice. So you can just like, you know how you have like your like butcher knife in your block at home and you pull that out and you're losing that to kind of like dig around your blueberry container for like a good looking blueberry. That's what these guys are doing. He could probably also open a can with it if he needed to. Absolutely. It's a one-stop shop. Or gut a child. One-stop shop. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you gotta do. So the, of the three species, the southern, which is also the double wattled cassowary, is the largest, and this is the one that we know the most about. So this one is found in the New Guinea lowland rainforest, and it's not quite as common as the, um, or I'm sorry, it's not quite as common in uh, northern Queensland, Australia. So it's okay. typically found in those lowland rainforests. So the cask on its head is sort of a brownish color. And then, just like all the others, the neck and throat are featherless, and mm-hmm. it typically has a lot of bright blue skin. And it's thought that in 1597, That's a long time uh, Dutch traders first brought this species from New Guinea to Europe. Why? I don't know. How? Hoarders, I don't know. <laughs> I have many questions. I don't know how or why they did it, but they did it, and it was in 1597. But so. They had nothing to live for. I think that's what it was. They probably had, like, big beef with Europe. <laughs> They're like, we're going to bring this fucking dinosaur to your doorstep. Bye. Good luck. Remember the Lost World? Yeah, this is it. So the southern, I'm sorry, the uh, northern cassowary is the one that was most recently discovered by scientists. This was back in 1860. Okay. And this one is, unfortunately, the one that's not doing the best as far as, like, conservation goes. It's only found in, like, specific riverbanks and swampy areas in lowland New Guinea. Um, and so because of that, like, limited range, it tends to have a lot of, like, bottleneck threats to it. Mm. Um, so the way that you can tell it apart is its cask is going to be larger and a lot more flared than the southern cassowaries. And then the, um, throat skin and the wattle, which is a gross sentence that I just said, um, is typically either red or golden, depending on where it was found. Oh. That's usually a good way to find it. The dwarf cassowary is extremely dangerous and terrifying, but it's also <laughs> kind of the cutest one because he's little. And he's got a little casket. But it's he's black not like little. He's not little, but he's littler. So the smallest one, and he's definitely the most colorful one, he's the one that has like pinks and purples and blues and stuff, is the dwarf cassowary. And this is also the one that does not have the wattles. He has um, like so... a resting sad face. Well, that's anthropomorphism. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, look at his little face. Like, he feels bad that he's the small one and he doesn't get all that flair. 
Maybe he feels great that he's a small one, but he would also like a waddle. Maybe that's what he's like bummed about. She's got a sad little face. A sad face. But anyways, he does have a round purple spot where the waddles would be, and he's got pink spots in his cheeks. Aww. <laughs> I know, he loves sweet baby clowns. There's just this one photo that I swear we could turn into, like, the crying cat meme. Like, we could just oh. use this dwarf cassowary instead. We should. <laughs> because it looks so sad. We're going to start using this now. Okay. Um, so while this dwarf cassowary is pretty common in New Guinea, it's usually rarely seen in zoos so you're either going to see the other two species in zoos okay um generally like i said these guys range across australia new guinea and the surrounding islands and they typically stick to wetlands and rainforests Uh, they are frugivores so most of what they eat is fruit and they typically will feed on Mm. several hundred different plants so the fruit for them i'm definitely seeing some pictures of them like choking down like apples and shit yes yes (laughs) (laughs) it's It's apple season um so this is interesting so they have a generally pretty short digestive tract and because of this and because they eat so much fruit most of their droppings contain fruit seeds that have not been digested and so a lot of times um these they're a really important part of like what's that called pollinate not pollinating what's that called where they like plant seeds Anyways, they're pooping out seeds, so, like, the seeds go everywhere and they help help the rainforest that way. So a really important part of that. Um, and sometimes the seeds that they do consume are larger than any other animal can swallow. So. What? <laughs> bow chicka bow wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, in- um, it's interesting that they're, like, they have, like, knife feet and, like, yes. wicked strong legs. And, like, and are capable scar. of murder. And then they're just like, yes. I'm going to eat seeds. I'm going to eat this apple seed. It's good. It is said that there's a rare Australian rainforest tree that uh, the cassowary will eat frequently, and, or the fruit from it. And <laughs> the whole seed, goddamn tree. It's just, it's just, like, deep throughout this tree. <laughs> um, but it's said that it's um, a lot more likely that the seeds are going to sprout after they pass through the cassowary's digestive tract Sick. than if they just fell off the tree and onto the ground. So Fuck, it's yeah. pretty cool because they're able to like help with the natural flora of the area. Dope. Um, yeah. So generally, cassowaries are solitary. They're solitary for most of the year, and they usually live in like their own little home ranges. Uh, the only time they really come together is if a male and female are coming together to breed, and. <laughs> The females can be, like, extremely temperamental about, like, male presence. And remember, they're bigger than them, so they, like, definitely have the upper hand. And so it's said that they can, like, be very intimidating. And it said they can, u- or she can usually make him run merely by stretching a little and staring quietly. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so she basically just, like, flexes and looks at and him. Then and then he's, he's like, like, I'm out, boy. I gotta go. Bye. Yep. If uh, two males do come together, though, a lot of times they will stretch, they'll fluff up their feathers, and they'll rumble and boom at each other until the other one decides to leave. Rumble and boom. I love those. The, the old R&B. Uh, the breeding season is the same time of year where fruit is most abundant, and so that's going to be between June and October. And then during this time, the female will become more tolerant, not tolerant, just more tolerant of the males as the season approaches. <laughs> so typically the males will do like a strut in a circle, this whole display around the female, and he'll like boom at her. Right. <laughs> which is just like the exact same thing that like human males do. Which and she'll is just horrible. like fall in love. Yeah, that's what does it. Um, so if she chooses to accept him, they'll stay together for a few weeks until she's ready to lay eggs. And then they will 
find a nesting site and usually just like scrape a little divot in the ground <laughs> and like be like this is good yeah uh the female will lay between three to five eggs which are green and then they're she like insane. pieces out yeah she they're just, not like, just leaves. green they're like green like big green energy like it's not just like casually kind of off whitish it's fucking no, like it's neon green. candy easter green yeah bizarre it's like, the, it's like the grass in your easter basket it's green. a goddamn dinosaur egg it is yeah we're just going back and forth here man that's exactly what they are so once they lay their eggs she pieces out and she's like hey you're gonna take care of these right and then she like leaves before he can answer um and so he will incubate the eggs and look after the hatchlings and then during this time, if she so desires, she can find and breed with another male and lay another clutch of eggs. So, girl does what she wants. Uh, uh, I googled <laughs> eggs just to, like, get a picture. And Australia Zoo eggs. had tweeted, I guess around Easter, they did hashtag eggtastic. Beepa, the cassowary, watches over brilliantly green and truly giant eggs. We think he's just about the best Easter dad there is. Beepa. I have two things to say. One, the picture is adorable. Two, Beepa. <laughs> Beepa is a really good name. Beepa. This is our male cassowary. His name is Beepa. I love it. Isn't he great? Yeah, he's really good. So the male will sit on the nest and he'll incubate the eggs for up to 60 days. And Solid. then once they hatch, the chicks come out and they're sort of like brown and like beige striped. And he will lead them to where they feed. He'll protect them. And he'll kind of just, like, teach them how to be. Um, they'll stay with their dad for up to 16 months. Um, but typically around months 9 or 10, he'll chase them off to live <laughs> on their own so that he can breed again. <laughs> He's like, listen. Hey, I've been here um, far too fucking you, long. Yeah, you, you guys gotta go. Um, but at this time, usually by this point, they are close to adult size. And so they're usually fine. Okay. Birds just, like, sprout up, man. It's crazy. They do. They grow, um, like, a little fucking weed. Yeah, they really fucking do. Let's get into conservation here, because these birds look crazy, right? And, like, people love crazy-looking animals. Yes! And so, unfortunately... And it's big! They were, like... Yeah, it's really big. They were, like, a really popular part of menageries in the 16th and uh. 17th centuries in Europe. So, like, in the 1500s, those guys brought them over for revenge, probably. And then Europe is like, just kidding. We love these big weird birds. We're gonna Send like more. put them everywhere. Yes, please bring more. So the um, it was a really popular thing there. And in fact, today a lot of it's said that a lot of the native people in that area still use the cassowary feathers for ceremonial headdresses. Oh yeah. Um, oftentimes the young birds are sold for meat, oh. and then, um. Like, when they get large enough, and then they're, like, raised as a dowry, too. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. And then it's also said that because of this, because of all this, like, menagerie and bullshit, there are now fewer southern cassowaries in Australia than there are giant pandas in China. (gasps) Just to put things in perspective. Alarming number. That's an alarming number, yes. Um, So, we know of all three species, and none of them are actually considered threatened i didn't want to like lead you down a path and have you guess and have you be wildly wrong they're actually considered stable okay but they are still suffering from habitat loss yeah so the australian rainforest is a big source of like their habitat right and a lot of it where the southern cassowary lives has been cleared and so there's a lot more like human encroachment Mm -hmm. there's like 
um, pests in the area. There's like dogs and stuff, and it's just like a whole thing. In addition, there's traffic and roads and hunters and disease and whatever. Gross. Everything that comes with humans clearing land. So it's affecting not only the cassowaries in that area, but that sort of habitat loss and like type of it is spreading to New Guinea and the surrounding islands where they live too. So a lot of the nonprofit organizations in Australia are trying to combat this by planting rainforest trees um, to restore their habitat and the food sources for the cassowaries. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're generally doing pretty well. Um, a lot of the work, additionally, that like zoos are helping contribute to for conservation is supporting the planting of these habitats, supporting the protection of these habitats, and also supporting studies where they put like radio collars on juveniles and kind of see what they're doing and how they're doing. Um, so a lot of that's pretty standard for like conservation work, but I mean, it's important. Yeah. And while cassowaries aren't like super common in zoos, there's definitely several of them around the United States that house them. Yeah. Um, but typically only like one or two at a time. I feel like um, I've seen one. Yes, I have two. They're really intense. Yes. <laughs> they're really intense animals. And they're kind of scary, but, but they're also they're, like, derp really because cool. it's a bird. Exactly. Derp bird. And like <laughs> underneath it all, it's a bird. So right. just you can do it. Still you gonna murder you. Still gonna slice you open. But his brain? Not that big. Yes. <laughs> so the cassowaries generally are pretty wary of humans, and like I said, they'll usually take off into their like brush to try to get away from them. But if they are provoked, they can obviously conflict or inflict serious injuries, and hmm. this is often fatal to dogs and people. So again, Yikes. that talent comes into play. And I think again, this is just like a perfect example of like maybe don't fuck with nature, right? Because it it's It'll gonna have you. a big talent and it's gonna eviscerate you. So don't do it. Um, I know there was that really sad story about that guy that died from a cassowary that he had like, yeah. in his possession. And I think he was, I think if I remember right, um, he wasn't doing anything shady. Like he was, like they lived on like a preserve or something with him. And he kind of found himself at the wrong place at the wrong time. I think he fell. He was like 70 years old. Yes. And he like yeah, fell it was like, and then it just like murdered him. Yes. So, that was really shitty. Um, I think people generally, though, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about the cassowary. Maybe because it does look like a dinosaur. Um, They generally have, like, a healthy appreciation for that animal Mm -hmm. and, like, how dangerous it is. But at the same time, people are always, like, running up and, like, trying to, like, ride ostriches and stuff. So, I don't know. I just think, like, any big bird needs to maybe have its own distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're a bird person. Have you ever had the opportunity to work with cassowaries or I have know anyone not. that does? I have not. Interesting. Um, yeah, ostrich is my my big bird. All right. I haven't done any other ratite. Not like on my own. Like I've been emu adjacent. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, yeah. I too I, have been emu adjacent. Yes. Uh, Remember but, those things? They would constantly try to breed that truck. Oh. Do you remember that? What? Remember that place we worked where there were those emus and we would have to like walk through this like small area where they were and they would constantly try to like breed the truck that we were in. Oh my God. I was thinking of the other place that we worked. I was like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Hey, what? Drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were so fucking ridiculous. All you had to do is like boop them on the butt and they're like, ah, no, no. Don't touch my butt. 
Yeah. But yeah, big birds, uh, yeah, they're great. They're so dumb. Um, mm-hmm. But they can fuck you up. I mean, it is a dinosaur. I don't understand why people get confused when they're just like, oh, I wish dinosaurs were real. It be. It is. Yeah. Look. Yeah, right, dude? Like, alligators and cassowary. They're right in front Look. of you. Use your eyes. Hard to miss this bad boy. Ugh, incredible. Yeah, they're Beautiful spooky. beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find any in media. Maybe well, hold the some? front fucking door. Okay. You haven't watched Fern Gully in a while. I haven't. Fuck, there's there's Casper's in Fern Gully. Oh, I haven't watched it in a while. Thank uh, God you're here. Thank God for me. <laughs> so oh God. I also haven't watched it in a while, but I just remember their little faces. I, they're, oh. I don't think they're in it, but for like a scene. I don't think they're like main characters, but there's two of oh, them. Oh, shit. Spotted. Um, so if you Google Cassowary Fern Gully, I'm sure. I think a Cassowary would make a excellent uh, character on like an animated show. Yeah. You know, like it's like super interesting. It's really big. It's like kind of scary. Super colorful. Well, they had like two that were like twins and they have like, oh, okay. I think they're in one of the songs. I think that's what it is. Oh, I they see. They featured see. in one of the songs. I have to listen to a clip. I fucking love Fern Gully. <laughs> I guess, um, I guess I don't think it was ever answered what the fuck Big Bird is. So, like, maybe he's a cassowary. Oh, yeah. Because he's definitely, I mean, I can't say for certain he's an ostrich, an emu, or a cassowary. Can you? No. (laughs) So, he's definitely a ratite. He's absolutely a ratite. Why don't you tell people what a ratite is? Because it sounds like you're talking about rats. Uh, I'm not. It's the f- fucking name of the family or something? I don't know what specifically is the... It says, it's any of the mostly large flightless birds with a ratite breastbone. So this refers to the ostrich, rhea, emu, cassowary, and kiwi, together with the extinct moa and elephant bird. There you go. There you go. That's, That's what it. you said. <laughs> Infraclass. Paleomathe. Duh. Yep. Fucking duh. (laughs) Figure it out, bird nerds. Ridiculous. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got in the cassowary. Thank you, patrons, for writing in. And you definitely delivered. I wanted a big bird. And you guys delivered. (laughs) They're like, here it is. And I was like, thank you for the big bird. (laughs) Thank Um, you for this gift. Yet another positive transaction. So thank you, everyone, for joining us, learning a little bit more about the cassowary. Uh, we do still have, can I announce it right? We still got a week left. Correct. Okay, I tried to earlier and I failed. I just fucking smacked you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do still have time for everyone to sign up for our special uh, Grime Gang tier on Patreon. So if you want to join that, it's $10 a month and you get loads of bonus content, which we'll go over in a second. But most importantly, most importantly, you get a signed poster designed by the one and only Mitch Torbert. Woo. who did our original logo, Woo. assigned by Flora and myself, Woo. and it's our original Animals of the Internet. It's Woo. incredible. It's, it's so cool. The best. I can't wait for you guys to get it. We're so excited about it. Um, but you do have to sign up for that and remain a $10 Grime Gang patron through the end of the year, 2019, uh, to get that. So you have to sign up before the end of September, remain a patron until the end of the year, and then you get your signed poster from us. And at some point, we have had questions. We will be offering this for sale to our other patrons at some point, but we 
don't know when. So this is your opportunity to get a signed poster. Right meow. Right meow. It's very, very exciting. But yeah. on top of that, you also get uh, loads of other behind-the-scenes content. You get to decide where our rat rave money goes. You get to do all sorts of stuff. You get join the, the Discord. Show. Yeah, you can join our Discord. It's popping. Um, it's also really weird. So if that's your jam, get it on that. It's really weird. Bana doesn't understand it. I understand it. I just get overwhelmed by it. It's so I only meme chip in like every central. Three days. Okay. <laughs> I love a good meme, but I cannot take 150 messages in 20 minutes. <laughs> like I said, it'd be popping. So, anywho. Uh, but if you guys, again, have any other interest in interacting with us in any way, we're active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for our patrons, we're also active on Patreon and Discord. So you can hit us up there. If you have any Q&Ds you'd like to send in, you can also contact us through any of those avenues. And I think that's about it. Rate and review us. That's also a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing what we call rat raves, where if you rate and review us, uh, regardless of what the rating and review is, if it's great, if it's horrible, if it's anywhere in between, we will donate $5 to conservation organization of our patron's choice. So um, yes. every review that we get, you're going to be contributing to conservation. So you can feel good about that even while you fucking roast us. Yes. Um, so please don't roast us. But if you do it, you must. I don't know. I think that's it. Flora, do you have anything you want to add? You just... Um, did you just call me Flora? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just disassociated. What the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> you just call me my fucking name, bitch? Huh? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say thank you, everyone, who, like, stuck with us last week. We had technical difficulties per use. Yeah. We did an amazing, hilarious episode about the hagfish, and we, like, did a whole bit about Reba McIntyre, and it was incredible. And now that's yeah. lost to the void, and I just don't want to make the same jokes and, like, pretend like we haven't made them before. So yes. that episode's on the back burner until I feel like researching again, because I also ripped up all my notes. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who suggested a slime boy. So maybe, like, in the next week or two, I'll pick another slime boy off the list. And do one of them, because um, I'm super bummed out and upset about it. So I'm just going to not talk about it anymore. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, guys. Uh, make sure to rate and review. And if you think anyone would like the show, make sure to recommend it to your friends and family and your, your grandma. And your hot dog man. Let him know. The hot dog vendor. Tell him. Let him know. Tell him. He must know. All right, that's it. Smell you later. Bye. <laughs>